Wanda Sykes, we have questions, and I need answers. Welcome back to another episode, the 29th episode of the Dare Show podcast. Um, this podcast, I want to dare you to see things through a different point of view, a different perspective. My perspective. Um, let me just get started, because I have something I need to ask. D- Wanda Sykes. Where you at, girl? Because I have questions. Okay. So I was doing some research last night. Not even research. I was watching this interview with um, Clay Kane, Craig Seymour, and another guy. They were talking about Phyllis Hyman, right? And Phyllis Hyman, she was like a... She, or not she was like a... She is... Or she was a singer. She committed suicide in like 94, 95, I think. And there were the um, the other guy was like um, he like a music producer. He was like young a young music producer that kind of like they became very good friends and yada yada yada. So he was talking about David Hall. Um, well, he was talking about people that he's worked with, and one of the guys that um, that were prominent producers back then, and one of the guys is David Hall. Now, I think I saw David Hall. Uh, he said David Hall um, wrote most of Mary's, I think, first or second album. And he wrote stuff with Mariah. So, like, I'm like, oh, okay, let me go look and see who this guy is. And so I look, and I come across David Hall. And I'm like, David Hall? Okay, he's worked with Mariah, Mary J. I think David was in the um, Mary J documentary, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But... David Hall. So I looked at on his Wikipedia and it said married to Wanda Sykes. And I said, dude, what? Wanda Sykes? I didn't know. Even, first of all, I didn't even know Wanda was married, let alone not out all of her life. But it said Wanda came out in like 2008. Wanda is one of my favorite comedians. Um, she's on the show. The, Keeping is it keeping up with the upshots or the upshots, whatever on Netflix? Wanda really is hilarious. Wanda carries that show. Give Wanda a raise. Mike Epps is okay. Kim, what I'm oh, not Kim Winfield. Um, Kim Fields is, mm, but Wanda, Wanda be cracking me the fuck up on that show. So, um, it says she was married to him from like '91 to like '98, and um, David Hall. Worked with, like, on Mariah with on Dream Lover. Like I said, Mary. I think it was another song he worked with her on. But Wanda, I want to know if Wanda has any, like, Mariah uh, stories or, like, any encounters or anything. like, Or what is, like, her music? Um, what has she seen in the music industry? But I, I was still, like, shocked. Like, I did not know Wanda was married, let alone married to a man back in the day because she kind of doesn't talk about it or you know kind of don't hear about it but anyways wanda i have questions and if somebody's uh listening that's in contact with wanda please ask her i want to know i want to know oh my gosh so i came across this song i did not know that okay where am i going with this swv let's talk about swv swv they have this song called okay so i've been listening to a lot of swv's music i think 
what's the album called? Um, Release Some Tension. Their third album is probably vocally their best album. Yeah, it's such a diverse vocal moments on that album from her belting and can we to her soft and tender, but she was allegedly sick on rain and then her like sweet and tender. Um, when you cry, oh my gosh. And then you have the like soft and cute on uh someone featuring diddy like that album vocally is such an amazing album but their new beginnings album has this interlude called um where's the love i believe that's what the interlude is called and it's so great it's so it's such a it's such a genius moment because it sets it up for the next song which is called fine time and where's the love she goes where's the love that you gonna you pick, and then she goes into like the verse. You picked a fine time to tell me. It's so good. It's so 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 good. Um, it's one of my favorites. But then I did not know where is the love and is an actual song. Like it sounds like it's actually it's an actual song, but you just like played it off because okay, it's a interlude. But where is the love? Is an actual song. So it's a full song. It came out on their like gold and platinum. Um. Like, all their gold or platinum songs were put on this one album, I think, like, after they, um, like, almost right after they broke up. And I did not know it was a full song, so I'm shocked. And shout out to them, because really, that's another really great song. Like, each album has, like, a specific sound, and even... Also, I feel like Release Attention is their best album, because... I feel like the other two albums, like the vocals sound like it's a filter or a muffled on it or it's muffled or something's preventing me to actually hear clearly. And that's in my car and my earphones. But when I hear release attention and songs afterwards, that could be, I'm, it could be really technology improving. Um, but when, when I hear release attention, those songs are so clear you can hear everything. It's it's a really great moment. So, I've been listening to um, "When You Cry" so much, and I realized "When You Cry" is my it's my favorite song. It's my favorite SWV song. Like I knew about it. No, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to it so much when I first listened to the album. But when they had their verses, I know they played it then. But I just bypassed it. But then it's like that kind of melody that kind of sticks out. When you cry, boy, I cry. Don't let go. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You can hear Lily. Can you hear Tosh? I don't know. You can definitely hear Lily. You can definitely hear um, Coco. Lily and Coco, they're blend. Like they have kind of the similar tones. And like when they sing, it's like they're blend when they sing and they blend together. It's just, oh my gosh, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible because Lily, you know, she's a lower or at this time she's a lower, um, on the scale she's lower. Like she's, I guess, a tenor. She's, and it complements Coco's voice. Um, but when you cry, so yeah, I have like I've been listening to when you cry. 
Um, but when I listened, when I realized, okay, let me, this like melody is sticking out. Let me go back and revisit it. So I really went back and revisited it. And it is such an incredible song. I love the beat. I love the hard beat against this like soft, beautiful song. This like R&B, this um, like rap, hip hop beat killing it against this ballad on this ballad um but before that there was rain and i loved rain i adored rain rain was like rain is really a specific song it's a specific vocal that coco like i think like i said she was sick when somebody said she was sick when she recorded it but i was like okay 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 it's a specific vocal and i don't think she's ever re-sung that song the way she um she recorded it. it's still really good but like i don't even listen to rain i love when you cry so much i don't even listen to rain as much and i tried to do a poll and i really want if you're listening to this please please leave a comment um i'm on instagram at, um my love money tonight or you can leave a comment on the youtube page um if you're an SWV fan, or if you're not, go listen to Rain, and then go listen to When You Cry, and tell me which ballad you love the most. Rain is like, Rain charted, When You Cry wasn't a single, but I feel like it should have been a single. They should definitely bring it back. I was on, Coco did a live, and I was like, tw- like asking a million times, or trying to get her attention, like, When You Cry or Rain, When You Cry or Rain, When You Cry or Rain. Like, I really want to know. I made a poll on Twitter, and nobody answered it, so whatever, whatever, whatever. But... I'm picking When You Cry. Tell me if you like When You Cry or do you like Rain. I'm picking When You Cry. Like I said, I don't even listen to Rain, like I said, with the same enthusiasm, with the same excitement anymore. Because I'm like, When You Cry is just killing the game. Killing it. All right, so let's move along. Um, Columbia Records is releasing Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett's um, joint album, their second jazz album, on the last week of July, I read that somewhere. So, can't wait to see that. I was in, where was I in today? Oh, I was at like this, I was at Adora Farmer's Market. And they were playing, uh, Cheek to Cheek, the song. I was like, oh, okay. We killing it in here. Where do I want to go next? Where do I want to go next? Um, so... What do I want to go? So, I just quickly want to say that I wish old TV shows were able to come back up. I don't know why I wrote that lady's name now. I wish old TV shows were able to be re-aired. Like, I know some, some old TV shows, I think that's because they're in syndication. They're able to come back up, but like I wish, like the BET Awards or MTV, VH1, all those incredible shows. Like if they really want, you know, some viewership, they would replay 2005 BET Awards or the 2006 BET Awards or the MTV Awards. Like play that shit from back in the day. Let us see. I don't know why they don't do that. Why did they don't do that? Um, I know, like Tyler Perry, he has his stuff on like BET Plus. His, like, um, his plays, like, the first, like, four or five of his plays were, like, incredible, even with the music. Very entertaining, very funny. His stuff is on BET+, Plus, but I don't think all of it is, because 
they made it seem like they all were when I when BET Plus first came out. I think last year, but they all weren't. I don't know if they are now, but I think Oprah she'll replay her. Um, she used to replay her talk shows at like one or two in the morning when she had own, when own first started. Oh my gosh, she would replay Rachel Ray's. Oh my god, I love that. My favorite thing as a child was like watching cooking shows, and I definitely wanted to watch cooking shows at night. And not just like in the daytime. And when Rachel Ray would be on, or when Netflix carried um, Everyday Italian, I was just in heaven. I would be like up at like two in the morning watching Everyday Italian, just getting my life together. But yeah, Oprah has um, her stuff on, and she'll up, she'll upload some of the shows um, her from her talk show days on YouTube. But I'm like, we need y'all to air these again all these old tv shows or these old like award shows i don't get it i, I want to know why i don't get it but i wish i wish that was able to um to happen oh because i was thinking like okay wendy williams she's going on hiatus instead of i'm like instead of replaying your like recent shows why don't you replay you know your first episode or because those are kind of more entertaining especially on wendy's point of wendy's days her hot topics these days are just like okay girl and i understand we're in like you know a pandemic things are going on but like come on can we can we, we go back and revisit some of the good history like your first episodes or you know some of the patty episodes or um the ivanka trump Ivanka Trump episode was really good interview. Replay, you know, when you fail. Come on, I know, I don't get it. I don't get it. But we need to, we need to look into that. So Patty Labelle, she had a fantastic week. Patty has been promoting, promoting, promoting. I think last week I said. Oh no no no! This week she did like an interview. Now last week I said she did. She was in old the Old Spice commercial, and she's been doing promotion um, for the commercial. Also, Patty has like I told you a couple of weeks ago. Patty has the twentieth anniversary of her first cookbook, La Belle Cuisine, coming out. This um, it's out now, and it has a couple new recipes. It has like more photos with her her grandkids and stuff. So she's just been promoting that. Um, she was on the Clay Kane. She was on GMA. Clay Kane. Thank, shout out to Clay Kane. You know, I've watched like three or four interviews by Patty, and they all ask like the same damn questions, the same boring ass questions, the same questions she's been answering or even telling us since the beginning of her solo career or the beginning of you know her cooking expose career. It's so ridiculous, Patty. Who started you cooking, Patty? How do you stay so young? Are you ready to get back on tour? Like, okay. But Clay King kind of, you know, he went into, like, the LGBT following. He went into Luther. He talked about um, Phyllis Hyman. And we got, like, a different, like, different answers and fun out of Patty, which I I thank God for. Thank God for Clay King. And when fans interview a celebrity or whoever they're interviewing, you're definitely going to get more and not the typical questions, which is always a plus. 
She was on GMA this week. She cooked um, this chicken recipe. Homegirl got so nervous in like 2.5 seconds. It was just like, Patty, come on, come on, come on. But she looked so good. Her makeup, her hair, and then like she's doing the at-home um, interviews. The lighting, she just looks amazing. She looks really good. She looks really, really, really good. Shout out to um, everybody putting Patty together. Also, Patty um, told us that she has a grandson coming in... Um, November 11th. I did not, I didn't know, um, Lona, I believe her name is, was pregnant. Also, her Instagram is locked. So, whatever. <laughs> but shout out to them. That's really exciting news. Um, because she said she had like a new cookbook coming. I was like, oh, okay. And then she said she had new music. But she meant the new cookbook was the 20th anniversary, um, re edition of La Belle Cuisine. Also, you know, Patty's going back on tour in uh, September. So for, like, excitement to get that out, she released this incredible behind-the-scenes footage video, like, quick clips of, like, stuff from, like, four years ago up to, like, uh, I think last year from uh, when she started her um, Desserts LaBelle cookbook tour, like, so like oh my gosh when you you wouldn't think patty has as much footage as she does patty has a lot of footage and i want to see all the footage i want to see them like i was like please send us more send us more clips of her singing of her on planes of her in the car of her backstage of her singing in concerts i was just like oh my gosh there's actual like hd footage of this shit and we don't have any of it except for these little clips. I was just like, oh my gosh. My brain is just too much. I, I just, it's overwhelmed. Please, Zuri, Patty, the Patty Estate, please release more video footage of this. She, it's on her Instagram. Go check it out. It's really good. So she did this interview with uh, Tamar. Tamar, first of all, I was like, I wasn't sure if this was real because they're just like one of those YouTube like premiere thingies. And none of them kind of promoted it. I didn't see it on either of their Instagram. So I was like, okay, this is fake. But it turned out to be real. It was 45 minutes long. Uh, they talked about food. They talked about... It was a really good interview. Tamar really made it f flow really, really good. I was very shocked, very surprised. But you never know. Um, but one thing... A couple things we got out of this interview. Patty and her son, she said back in the day, were trying to manage... The Braxton sisters. And I was like, D, what? You were trying to manage them? Oh, my gosh. She's like, yeah, I remember you guys. You know, I cooked for you, you and your sisters. When you guys were trying to, when we were trying to manage you guys, you came to my house and I cooked. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's some shocking information. Also, Patty um, Tamar brought up that she had been listening to All the Men That I Need. And... I'm going to give you some backstory. So, a couple of days ago, Craig Seymour, uh, the one who did like, the interview, with, he's a music journalist. He talked about how All the Men That I Need was, is not his favorite Whitney song. It's very, like, R&B. It's not, like, real R&B in a way, he was basically saying. And I think a lot of people at that time also agreed with him but like all the men that i need is 
we went number one on both charts, the R&B charts and the Hot 100. It was a classic in a way. She kind of didn't. She didn't sing it after the Bodyguard tour, I believe. She stopped singing that, which is funny because it was the number one. But anyways, um, people didn't like it, and people. Although it went number one, I guess, you know, the community didn't like it. They found it fake. They found it whatever, whatever. I enjoy the song, definitely. But I do also enjoy Patty's version. Now, Patty, she did it on her live um, DVD album. You can go look it up. It's an incredible version. It's like the soulful version. And so Tamar brought that up like, oh, you know... Do you ever, we wish you would bring that back into the show. And so Patty's like, girl, I was just listening to it too. I was like, dude, what? You were listening to it. She's like, yeah, I was listening to it. And I was just telling somebody, we need to bring that back in the show. So we're going to see on September 16th, 18th, whatever, if she actually does bring it back into the show. We'll see how that goes. Because that will be a fucking moment. But like I said, yeah, so Patty was like, yeah, I had to, you know, people didn't like Whitney's version or people didn't like the way Whitney was singing it. So, you know, I had to come in and give the this old grown woman version and how an old grown woman was singing it. And that explains it all. Patty, you, when you listen to it, you're going to get it. Um, but shout out to Tamar. That was a really good interview. Thank you so much for that interview. So... Yeah, I can't believe this was a really good week, a really fun week. I know I was supposed to do a Flame review. Flame still is one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite albums. I'm going to get to it eventually. Eventually, I guess when I have like a dry week, I'll get to it to spruce some things up. But this week I talked about, this week again, I did the little uh, on the fly, whatever, whatever. This week Megan, I talked about Megan McCain quitting from The View. I talked about... I finally watched the Mary J. Blige documentary, and I got some some thoughts about that. Also, I talked about this YouTuber I watch and her conundrums that she goes through. So, I'm going to take a break, and then we're going to get into some of that. Mar, 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 Mary J. Blige. I wonder what J what Blige means, or where did that name come from? So I just finished Mary J. Blige's um, documentary. It had been out. It's been out for like a week. I think by the time this comes out, this podcast comes out, it'll be like two weeks. But what do I think about it? Very interesting. I just want to go down a list of stuff. The There were some live, recent, taped parts. And let me just tell you, Mary looks amazing. I have, Even from the beginning, Mary looked amazing. I've never seen Mary not look amazing. Even when, you know, she looks... Like she has a lot going on. She still looks decent. She still looks put together, very decent, very meticular, meticular, very, very particular, and very strategically put this piece and that piece together. The wig queen. Shout out to Rashida. 
um, or How to Be a Fucking Lady back in the day on YouTube. Um, I think it's Fuck Rashida now. Um, I mean, Tumblr, not YouTube. What the hell was that? Uh, shout out to Rashida, because she, like, made this, like, post and celebrated Mary and all her wigs. Like, Mary's the wig queen, to be honest. Uh, probably the boot queen also. Um, but the fashion really pops off of the um, concert footage that is played throughout the video, throughout the documentary. And the concert footage is from that joint tour she did with Nas a couple of years ago where she was, was thriving with Nas. No, we're not just surviving where we're thriving over here. I just literally learned the words last week because, like, I love the song, but I never, like, paid attention to the lyrics. Well, just the that part. That's the only part I really know. <laughs> but, and that was, like, from, like, a couple of years ago. I think it was, like, 2019 they went on that tour. Um, but the fashion really pops. You know, Mary's, you know, really the fashion queen, to be honest. Nobody's really doing fashion like Mary. Um, and that's amazing. And incredible on its own. Now, her voice. We all know, you know, Mary isn't, you know, the number one vocalist in the world. But she does have a nice voice. A decent voice. Enough to, you know, sell millions of records. I'm going to look something up. And she has a nice voice. Now, the recent, like, concert footage that I've seen, that I've seen, it seems like Mary is um, lip-syncing. And I'm like, I've never known Mary to lip-sync ever. So it's kind of weird to watch her do that. Also, I'm noticing, like, her voice. <sighs> her voice is like... How do I say? Like, I know Mary's getting older, and, you know, as you get older, your voice does change. And it's like her voice, I don't know, I guess at that time, I'm hoping it's just like at that time Mary was, like, tired, or she just needed to, like, some rest, vocal rest completely. Because concert footage from that time, that time and around that time, like, ooh-wee, her voice does not sound good. Even on that BET Awards, when she got the BET Award, yeah, I think this was 2019, she got the Life like, Lifetime Achievement Award. Mary sounded a fucking mess. And I I felt like I was the only one in the comments saying, what the fuck is wrong? What's, why does she sound like that? Like, I literally felt like I was the only one. Because everybody else was just like, yeah, I love Mary. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You love Mary. Mary looks delicious and all that all white and the blonde, icy blonde hair. She looked amazing, but it was just like, she sounded a fucking horrible, like a horrid movie. I was just like, oh, no. But, yeah, that's on her voice. That's all I have to say about her voice. And this is not bashing. I was just like, Mary, you just I guess she just needed some rest. Hopefully she just needed some rest because that's not cute. So the whole um the whole documentary is based I feel like it was kind of underwhelming in a way. Like I knew Mary was from the hood. Um, 
one thing that you kind of realize that Mary is like general first generational wealth and Mary is a Mary is a success story especially in the terms of like music sales like her albums would sell like 3 and 4 million so that adds up to like quickly a good 20 million by the time you get to your like sixth album, um, was she a chart queen? Probably not. I don't think she was a chart queen. I think she, you know, had like mostly like top five and top tens on on the R and B charts, et cetera, et cetera. So, but the the um, but yeah, Mary Mary is a success, is a success and. The My Life album, which is her second album, I believe it's the... No, 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 no. At the time of this documentary being taped, I think it was like the 25th 25th anniversary of the My Life album. And I think she did a bunch of songs and went on that tour and did a bunch of songs. But this My Life album was really a what i got from it because i you know i don't i didn't know a whole bunch about mary it was like the beginning of the healing process for her the healing of the drugs the healing of the drug abuse the healing of the trauma that she had been through living in the hood living in the projects the healing of the love issues so much healing in her life that she needed to address and just like the beginning, just the brink of the healing process. Because I think even, you know, even to this day, I'm sure she's still trying to work through stuff and heal stuff. But at that time, her life had become so chaotic, relationship-wise, drug-wise, alcohol abuse, just like this new life of from the projects. Now I'm like, you know, I got money and people all in my business and... I'm still guarded and still dealing with trauma and just negativity, dealing with negativity, accepting negativity. Um, That album was really her healing moment, the brink of her healing moment. And also, I didn't know, like, everybody else around her, like, some of the producer, it was, like, a producer she was talking to, even, like, Diddy. Diddy, as I know, Diddy is very annoying. I don't know how anybody can put it with Diddy. Diddy is just, I'm trying to think, when is his birthday? I think he's, like, a Scorpio or something. I don't know. He's annoying. He's fucking annoying at that. Um, But even, like, Diddy and, like, where's another producer... They were like, all the, we were putting these songs, we were putting our experience because we had a connection with each other at this part, at this moment. We were putting all these connections together and putting this trauma and this help and this love into the music. And it helped heal everybody and or try to heal everybody, started to heal everybody. Um, very, I, I'm, I'm thinking this is a very cathartic, cathartic, um, way of expressing yourself and dealing with stuff. Uh, I wonder if Mary is in therapy. 
that's not what I have a question for. I know Mary had been like really promoting this documentary. Like if you look on YouTube, there's at least like 10 different like interviews and they're lengthy, lengthy interviews. Um, I'll probably go back and listen to some of those. And not only did this album heal the people around her and herself or try to start to heal people around her and, and herself, but of course it healed the world, the fans, the fans. That was like another like big thing about this documentary and Mary's career in life, like her fans, because you don't feel alone when you're going through something because somebody else is sharing their experience, sharing their story. And this, you know, like back in the nineties where, you know, things were rough, terrible, people are growing up. Um, I feel like things kind of are easier today in a way, you know, there's so many like suicide and help prevention lines today and it's more accessible. I don't know why I said that. Like, I really know. But, like, to me, I feel like it is more accessible today than it probably ever was. And people are a lot more, celebrities are a lot more accessible today than they ever were if they choose to be that way. Uh, so, this album really helped fans in the world heal because everybody is not alone and now you have this catalyst this woman that looks like you this young woman at the time that looked like you and maybe going through a similar situation or the same you know mental health issue or i feel like she was speaking for herself but when you know of course when you make music and you make art it's um subjective and you could take it and take a, just a little morsel and find yourself in it or find whatever you're going through in it and heal yourself through it, which is pretty, pretty interesting. That's one thing like Mariah, yeah, Mariah was like, was it Mariah? I think it was Mariah. She was like, when she did her um, genius interview, she was like, I really don't talk about the lyrics to my songs because I want you to interpret to uh, to interpretate the lyrics in whatever way you interpretate it. Don't take from what I'm doing. And I think that's a really um moment of how somebody how a songwriter is. I think that's a good catalyst to see how a songwriter a, a songwriter would be. Don't interpret it my way because this song is personally for me, but it's really for you in, in any way that it can help you. And that's really cool. That's really amazing. The animation, there's like this animation thing. <laughs> I think it was one of the reasons why like I felt underwhelmed. Another reason why I didn't I did feel underwhelmed underwhelmed is because It's not a documentary on her life. It's a documentary on this period in her life that was so rough for her. And that brought her out of the darkness. And that's pretty much it. Maybe because I don't necessarily have a connection to the album or that time period. Maybe that's why it's maybe underwhelming for me. 
but it's still a decent documentary. It's not like a favorite. It's not like, you know, I guess because other documentaries are more like, this is my life story in a way. Like the Tina documentary was incredible, you guys. Um, and there are so many documentaries. The Wendy Williams, like movie was really good. But I feel like Mary is such an interesting character and she's been through so much. I would rather see it as a movie. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to see you grow up. I want to see you make this album. Different stages of your life making these different albums. One of my favorite albums is the Mary album. Such a creative moment for her, definitely. And then we get into like the no drama era and then we get into the breakthrough era. And then we get into this like 2010 era that she's making music. And then we get into now, you know, the divorce and the Casey and Casey stuff and the drug stuff and the <laughs> crispy chicken fried lettuce stuff from Burger King. So I'm like, I think I'm married. Um, but she said, this is all we're going to get for now. Because, of course, I, Mary, like I said, I think Mary's still, you know, healing from stuff. And she probably doesn't want a, a bunch of her life out there like that. Which is why she was, like, definitely so guarded in the beginning in some of her interviews and stuff. Because she was like, none, it's none of your business. <laughs> but back to the animation. The animation is okay. I just felt like the animation would have been a little bit like it's it's decent. Like you get the essence of it's being Mary, definitely. But I I don't know. It just seemed like playtime for me. And I'm just like, HBO, this is not, you know, HBO kids. I wanna see a Mary documentary. <laughs> um so that's all I really have to say about the Mary J. Blige My Life documentary. Uh, what would I give it? Probably like a 3.5 out of 5. Not a 4. Definitely not a 5 out of 5. But I'm sure so many people love this era and love the music. And I know Charlemagne, he was like... He would love to see more of what Charlemagne the God from The Breakfast Club. He was like, he would have loved to see more of each song being talked about instead of just like the all these different emotions that she was going through during making that album um so yeah but definitely check it out if you would like um it's on amazon and you're gonna definitely enjoy the fashion moments definitely i mean we beautiful shout out to mary j blige So this week, this past week on Thursday, um, Megan McCain decided to call it quits with the view. Oh my gosh. Okay, I don't really don't care. Um, personally, just a couple things I want to say. Personally, I think the view. I mean, the format. I think started off with like four or five women. I think The View doesn't need five women, especially right now during, um, if there's still going to be, um, 
virtual come September when they come back, when completely, when all the other shows are pretty much, well, not all the other shows, but most New York-based shows are back in order and they even have an audience but the view they don't need an audience i just want all the women together in the same room talking secondly four five women is way too many to be honest i need everybody to like in the same room be able to give their opinion in one segment and not three four segments like come on let's there's stuff to talk about in the world. There's definitely stuff to talk about all the time with, like, The View. And I don't want to spend all day on one topic. That's another thing. And, like, you, like when Megan and, um, what's her name? Megan and Sarah Haynes, when she's not there... It was like, yeah, it was like one day when Megan and Sarah weren't there. It was so peaceful. Everybody got to talk. Whoopi got to talk. Joy got to talk. Anna got to talk. Anna and Joy were cracking jokes. Uh, Sunny was talking. It was just, it was so pleasant to watch. Oh, side note, I really don't like Sarah Haynes on the show. I'm just like, girl, my very good sister, you got to go somewhere else for today. <laughs> I just, I find her very juvenile. Like, she doesn't really know what she's talking about. I'm just like, where do they find her? And then, you know, she's pulling a housewife, and she's back again. I think she's the first person to come back again. Yeah. Oh, Joy was the first person to come back again. But Joy is Joy. Joy's been there since the beginning. Sarah. Anyways. So, about Megan leaving, I don't really care so much about Megan leaving, but I don't kind of want her to leave because I personally do enjoy some of the spats or a lot of the spats that, you know, she goes goes back and forth. But I'm hearing that the view ratings are down. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, the view hasn't had been nominated for an Emmy, some kind of Emmy, outstanding talk show, outstanding talk show host, whatever, whatever. Since the beginning in 1997 or 98, one of those. 25 years, The View has been nominated. Well, 24. The year, the View has been nominated for an Emmy. And this year, they weren't nominated for anything. And this year, Megan really was acting a fool on The View. And that possibly could have been a reason why. Okay, so I don't care that Megan's leaving because I do enjoy, like I said, I do enjoy the spats, but I believe the ratings are low. I heard the ratings are low, so that could be, you know, Twitter um, blowing up something may not be. I heard, like, it was a low percentage of Americans that have Twitter. A very, very low percentage. I was just like, what? It was like 12 million or something, 7 or 12 million Americans have Twitter, and I'm just like, wow. Because to me, Twitter is everything. Twitter is popping. Twitter is the, Twitter is the girl. Twitter is the reason. She's the season. She's the lifetime. Okay. Like if Twitter goes away, oh my gosh, oh my goodness. 
Twitter has outstanding Facebook. Twitter has outstanding MySpace. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I'm just saying Twitter's a thing. So, you know, Twitter blowing up something or like one of those little spats is different from people actually watching or not watching the spat or going, you know, to like YouTube, which, you know, doesn't count as a fucking rating. So, Megan has decided to leave. This, uh, she quit. Does she was she fired and told to quit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, but okay, the other thing I want to say is that there's a podcast called My View, My Opinion by um Keisha Rell, and she talks about the view and she said a couple of months ago, she was like well, a while ago now, she was like Megan her point of views aren't really her point aren't really her point of views and like there's somebody else's point of view trying to tell her how to speak it and she doesn't come off convincing enough all the time on her like her issues with things and i was just like oh wow she kind of went into like Megan's background. Megan, you know, is only in political pol- politics because you know it's hereditary. It's not anything that she loves to do or wants to really do. I think she even went to school for something different. Um, and so, what confirmed that information was when Raven, she was doing promotion for her YouTube channel with her wife, and they were like do you miss doing the viewer? Like, do you miss being on like a talk show? And so Raven was like, you know what? I don't. And this is sort of my like new talk show where I can actually be myself because when I was on a specific talk show, it was producers coming in telling me, this is your point of view. Stick to this point of view. And you need to find out reasons why this backs up that certain point of view. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, some of these... What was that? Some of these people, some of these, you know, personalities on the shows are told to be a character. And it's so, like, oh, very off-putting. And I'm just like, when did that start? Because... Ain't no way Bobby Walters was telling them this and that. But, yeah, I was just like, okay, Raven confirmed what Keisha Rose said, what, you know, sometimes everything everybody sees about Megan McCain. Megan was a character on the show, and she had to, well, probably half a character on the show, where she had to um, give off a point of view that wasn't hers or that was contrived and now you have to really back this up and it's like oh we that must be okay that must be stressful i don't really get stressed but i'm like okay that must be stressful and exhausting exhausting so lastly i just want to say about megan you know at times, I did want her to leave, but at times, because days when she's not there, it's very peaceful. Jokes are being cracked. It's a fun show. Um, Megan really doesn't participate in much much of the conversations, like out of um, politic 
political conversations that they have on the show. And it's very annoying. You know, she doesn't talk about sex. She doesn't talk about her marriage. She doesn't talk about this. And then she'll deflect into, like, something else. And it's just like, okay, we didn't ask you about that. We asked you about this. But you do what you got to do, sugar, to keep your job. Uh, But, yeah, Megan was, like, kind of anti a lot of stuff. And it doesn't help when the show you're being paid to talk about your opinion like okay give me the job bitch or somebody come and pay me because this is the easiest shit in the world except for don't don't tell me what to say (laughs) but okay good riddance to mary megan we'll see this exhausting train who's coming on the next stop honestly they can get rid of sarah from in my opinion, they can get rid of Sarah, keep Joy, keep Sarah, keep Sunny, keep... Oh, 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 the last thing. So, oh, God. I was trying to keep this under 10 minutes. Okay, so, during Megan's speech, ending, like, exit speech, her Brexit speech, she was like, I want to thank blah, 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 and my former, oh, well, current uh, friend, Sarah... What's her name, Sarah Haynes? Not Sarah Haynes. Um, Abby Huntsville. Abby Hunts, whatever, lady. And was so shocking and so revealing that she said that because Sarah and Abby were best friends on the show or when they came to the show. Megan was going through uh, fraternal... Wait. She's having problems having children, having a child. And so at that point, Abby, you know, Ferda Myrtle kept having kids and Abby was like talking about her kids a lot and so I guess like backstage or like one of you know Megan's tyrants moments she was like Abby don't talk about your kids on the show you know what I'm going through and so that put a strain on the relationship and so one of the reasons why Abby left was because of Megan and her tyrant ass attitudes by the way do you guys remember that tyrant show on Fox. I mean, FX. Anyways, so it was very shocking that she said, oh, and my, you know, former best friend or current best friend, that's literally what she said, Abby Huntsville, Hunts, whatever, Hunts, Hunts, Hunts Ketchup. So I'm just like, wow, you're really out here telling everybody's business. You're really, you know, showing us what's really good, sugar. I'm just like, wow. Also, you know, Megan has had this terrible reputation at the show, trying to get black people fired, trying to get the makeup artists fired, banning um, Sherry Shepard on the show. Like, she is such a fucking tyrant. At one point, I believe, oh, what was it? It was like Sunny Sunny um, Hostin. Something was going on with, like, Megan and Sunny had to, like, get her lawyers involved. Talking to, like, ABC. Like, if you don't tell her to stop doing this, we're gonna, like, press charges or do something. It was serious for a moment. And I was just like, oh, my God. Her spats with joy. Her continuous spats with joy. Her disrespect to joy. Calling her fucking old. And y'all need to talk about something else. And, oh, my goodness. And then... You know, Whoopi. 
she's literally got it in with everybody. I think for except for Sunny, there might be like some video with her and Sunny. I'm gonna go see right now, but definitely she's like been shady and low key shady and sometimes high key shady with um, Sarah, Whoopi, Joy. She got in with Anna. I don't know. I don't think she's gotten in with Anna. Because Anna will give it to you. Anna, I, I, I love me some Anna. Okay, but anyways, I'm going to leave that alone. But shout out to Megan. Good riddance. So, as I stated earlier, Megan left the view. But Sarah Haynes did a little, um, like, on the fly, you know, those TMZ interviews. First of all, Sarah Haynes... She's, of course, one of the um, other co-hosts from The View. And she just sounded very, <laughs> she sounded very rehearsed. Not that, like, the interview, I think, was rehearsed, but just, like, her in general, she sounded very rehearsed. And she just basically, basically said, you know, Megan is not returning to The View because she doesn't even live in New York anymore. So I was like, oh, okay. But in Megan's speech, that's not necessarily what was coming across in a way like she didn't make that 100% clear like oh I'm not you know I'm not gonna live she just was like yeah I live in DC now not you know it just wasn't clear so it just was like okay yeah I'm leaving thank you guys for having me blah 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 but she's leaving because basically she doesn't even live in DC uh, in New York anymore she lives in DC so it's like oh, okay okay so that's why she's leaving. Okay, cool. A little thing that's on my mind right now um, is one of the ladies I watch on YouTube. <laughs> Should I say her name? Okay, I'm gonna say her name. Lady T Sensations. She does like mukbangs, and recently, you know, she's moved fully over into working at home. So it's like day in the life of. She's pretty entertaining, but. Yeah, she talks about, you know, religion a lot. And it's like, okay, girl. Um, but it's funny because she just broke up with her boyfriend um, maybe like a month ago. A couple of weeks ago, she announced it. Because people were like, where is, you know, your boyfriend? And he doesn't really like to be on camera a lot. And, like, people were noticing, you know, he hasn't been on camera in a while. But I'm just thinking, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, he doesn't like being on camera so i'm like oh, okay he's just you know not around um but you know he would like she moved to her house about two years ago uh and she moved into a new house about two years ago well actually her first house i believe oh no no probably not her first house Ooh-wee. so she moved into her house and he would like come around and clean or uh cut the globe cut the grass power wash i guess you know do little she calls it she called it honeydew list type stuff handyman type stuff and so you know after they broke up it's so she was being very passive aggressive very shady and kind of putting stuff on god which i don't think was i don't think it's like personally my view i don't think God had really much to do with that. Like, oh, well, the thing was, she was like, 
I found this little service where like these um, a couple of guys or a guy will come around and do like handiwork things like once a month, like twenty five dollars. And I'm like, OK, what does that do with God? <laughs> like you found a service. OK, um, it's not like you necessarily were hurting for a service or a little handyman to do a job, you know. I don't know. I, she's just like, God will give you the peace you need. God will give you the things you need. And I'm like, okay, you, you search for the, or somehow search for this handyman or somehow it came to you that they would, you know, they would come and do stuff for you. And she kind of always is flaunting, you know, that she has like no debt except for like the house. And she's like, well, I'm going to pay this off in 15 years. And, you know, her car, I think, She's always talking about the warranty on her stuff and stuff like that. But she's always talking about, like, how she has no debt. Like, she just bought a house. And, well, she didn't just buy the house. She's paying the mortgage. So, she's, you know, mortgaging the house. <laughs> but she has, like, furniture and stuff. And it's like, no debt on the furniture. And she's like, thank God. And she always is, like, kind of, like, talking about that. And it's just like, okay, we get it. You know, you have a nice, you have a well-paying job. A delicious paying job. Along with YouTube, but you have two channels, you get like, you know, 10, 15K on a eating video on a, you know, low day, on an okay day. People are watching your, um, your day in the life vlogs, videos. So it's just like, okay, girl, we get it. You got a good job. You got a, you know, steady income. You're single. Yeah, sure, you help your um, your son out with, like, possibly bills and stuff. It's just like, girl, I'm not hating. I'm just like, girl, we got it. We get it. You know, you got a good paying-ass job. You've been there for, like, over 25 years or something like that. You're, like, a manager or something. Like, girl, we get it. We got it. Thanks. Thanks, this Lady T. Thanks. It's just weird, you know, her always flaunting and throwing that kind of up. I'm not saying throwing it up in your face, but, like, always talking about it. Like, oh, jeez. And you're probably like, why do you keep watching her if she's so annoying and weird? I don't think she's annoying. She's very entertaining. Um, <laughs> she's very entertaining. It's just when she gets into, you know, her talking about nothing. It's just like, okay, girl. I gotta go. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare Show podcast. If you have a comment, please leave a comment on the topics. What do you think about Megan McCain leaving? Um, if you watched the Mary J documentary, what do you think about that? Uh, what else did I talk about? Wanda Sykes, get back to me, girl. Um, Megan McCain, yeah, uh, I think that was it. So, thank you for listening. My Instagram is my love, my need tonight. I'm gonna work on getting an intro and an outro. I definitely will. Okay. Shout out to Patty. Thank you so much for giving us all. I might have to pick up that cookbook. We'll see. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't like cookbooks like that. Uh, but. <laughs> Leave a comment. Thank you so much for listening. And I definitely, definitely will be back next week. Bye.